What's going on, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to Pogo City Radio. I'm Andrew Bedlam. We got the induction ceremony of the Punk Rock Hall of Fame today. Getting the show started with one-sided. I forgot to turn the music back up. How you guys doing? And I Thanks. forgot to remind him. Absolutely. So it's yeah, your fault, it's, ultimately. It's my fault. Thanks yeah. for checking out Pogo City Radio. Blame everything on Sean. Got a three-way crew in today saying what's up to the lovely, rude girl, Jessica, and my man, $4 Sean. What's going on, what's up? Man? I should be in the front seat, but you know. Ooh. Ooh, she Maybe forever she, she fighting over the seats. See, now... This is the original. That is my chair, original. The original episode one crew right here. You know what I mean? (laughs) And and we've been getting back together, but I feel like it's been a minute since it's only been the three of us. I love having Renee. She was invited, but she couldn't get here till real late tonight. So we had to go on earlier. There's a bunch of shows this weekend. The casualties coming through town. Stolen wheelchairs get oh, to yeah. open up a home show I'm throughout. Excited. I mean, they're on the whole tour and they get a hometown I show. Can't wait to Rotten go. stitches from Georgia on the bill as well. Got to see them guys hang out with them down at Forty Fest with and uh, the Renee. A lot of fun. Different show. <laughs> That's not this weekend. Saying. We're talking about this weekend. No, not this and, weekend. Uh, so busy this weekend. That's why we're here today. Now uh, we recently. The uh, you guys can go into the archives and you can hear the nominee show for the Pogo City Punk Rock Hall of Fame, which was the last episode. It was the three of us plus Renee from Blanks, and we came up with six or seven different categories that we are going to be using in our Hall of Fame, and we intend on doing this annually and uh, so the people who didn't get in on this bout it's not that they're never going to be in they're just not first ballot but what we're doing is we have all the categories and a bunch of nominees but we're only taking two from each category 
This is our Hall of Fame, so it's judged on what we thought in the nominees. So if you don't like it, you can suck our dicks. Yes, yes, yes. Who the fuck do you think you're talking? So Sean thinks he has a dick. <laughs> <laughs> so... So, yeah, we gave some I'm respect to bands we don't like, per se, personally, in the nominees. Like, for instance, we're not fans of No Effects, but we felt wrong, even though I can't stand No Effects. If we have a pop punk category in a punk rock hall of fame, No Effects has to be mentioned. Do you know what I mean? They do. So we mentioned a bunch of bands that maybe don't really make the cut, but today we're going to unveil who the official inaugural inductees of the Pogo City Punk Rock Hall of Fame are. And let's just start it right here. And what group are we going to yeah. start off with? 70s America. Real quick, the categories are 70s US, 70s UK, UK 80s, US 80s, 90s US, there is no 90s UK, crusty, and pop punk. All right. So FYI, a lot of bands got thrown into like a metal category. Motorhead, we didn't put in any category. We're not sure what to do with them. We might just have to consider them metal. But let's get to 70s US. So, of course, everyone in big, that's not a slide, everyone in big agreement, the number one inductee is the Ramones. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, the Ramones. Now, I don't even want to spend too much time to talk about this. I mean, I got a Joey Ramone tattoo, huge, on my forearm right here. My daughter's, Our name, daughter's name, name is Sheena. Sheena. Like, all right. Like, the Ramones paved the way. I mean, honestly, even though the New York Dolls were before the Ramones, we may not even have heard as much from the New York Dolls our younger generation if it was not for the Ramones. Do you know what I mean? The Ramones are definitely in there because this category was tough. They paved we, the way. It was hard. But there was also bands before them who were waving. One of those bands is sadly the New York Dolls. So let's ter talk about our first, uh, what's it called? How they get stood up, like our first, when it's like uh, bad. Snub. Snub. Okay. First snub. So here is, so let's say who the other winner is. The other winners of the U.S. 70s, it was hard. It, it was, was hard. The Dead Boys. The Dead Boys. <laughs> now, of the nominees were the Ramones, the New York Dolls, television. Hold on. Ramones, New York Dolls, television, MC5, Stooges, Dead Boys, and the Heartbreakers. Now, I personally, of course, I really wanted the Dolls or the Heartbreakers. The reason why we didn't go with the Dolls and Heartbreakers, one of the rules we set for ourselves was this was not based on people, but on the full band. So, the New York Dolls kind of had the proto-punk thing, so I wasn't going to go with them, and I honestly didn't want to just go with two New York bands, but then I was like, but what about the Heartbreakers? But then I started thinking about it. The Heartbreakers only truly have one full-length album. I mean, yeah. the Dead Boys only have two, but mm -hmm. when we look at the Heartbreakers, I feel like a lot of us, we look at the Heartbreakers, but we're looking at the Dolls, K-Sara-Sara, the Heartbreakers, yeah. Uh, yeah. the Copycats, we're looking at all Johnny's projects. So being that we said we're not doing this by people, but by the bands. I didn't want to double up on New York, so we we're not doing. So the New York yeah. Dolls are the first snub, uh, and Johnny Thunders, Johnny two Thunders, of my yes. idols, not even making it in. But the Dead Boys and the Ramones, we had to only allow two, or else it wouldn't have been fun. Because if <laughs> we, we did would have allowed three, it would have just been too easy. We did a decent amount of uh, deliberation, deliberation on this. Yeah. Like I said, you guys we did can it go. last week's episode. You can check that out. 
I posted a clip today, a 15-minute clip of uh, some of the nominee episode on the Pogo page, on my own page. It's also on the Pogo Instagram, at Pogo City Radio, and you guys can find the full episode on platforms like Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, just like where you'll be able to find this show once it ends. Oh, it's almost 420. I'm hitting the bong at 420. But, uh, yeah, go back to that show, and if you miss any part of that show, if you miss any part of this show, you can catch it on those same platforms. So let's continue along, right along with the 70s, running through the nominees. It was The Clash, The Damned, Gen X, The Pistols, The Addicts, The Buzzcocks, Adverts, Stiff Little Fingers, Angelic Upstarts, Sham 69, Slaughter and the Dogs, Coxbar, and The Stranglers. Goddamn. That's Each a lot. and every one of those bands deserves to be in the Pogo City Hall of Fame, but me we and only you were, got room for two. Me and you and Renee were talking a lot about the uh, Addicts last week. It I was hard because we were also not sure if the Addicts should be 70s or 80s. You know so, what I mean? Yeah. Um, Chandler Bates said, uh, commented a really, really hard choice, but I think you guys made the right decision. Uh, the 70s group. Yes, thank okay. you, Chandler. Chandler, thank you. We, uh, we, uh, we played his band Bolo 1037. Yeah. I believe they were the second track of that nominees episode. They are new out of Roanoke. I think they are a two-piece right now. Uh, Mandy and Chandler. Chandler doing the strings. Mandy singing. So uh, go to that episode. Check it out. It was the premiere of the track. It was a pretty good recording. Recorded in his bedroom. But back to this 80s list. So... When Renee was here, we all kind of agreed a lot of these categories had one where you definitely had to just basically throw it to chalk. One obvious, that well, being that the Ramones. Ball, man, oh, shit, thank you. Uh, did I miss it? It's 420 uh, You somewhere. missed it. No, nah, just on that clock, not on this one. <laughs> Hurry up. It's 420 somewhere. You made it in. You made it uh, in. But, uh, yeah, so... Renee was really pushing The Clash, but the reason why was because of the history and how many people know them and the impact and blah, blah, blah. Which we all agreed we on, We do, too. but we're not just throwing it up to the easy answers where we could just go shopping at the mall. We basically don't want to say, because your CD's available at the mall and you were on VH1, mm-hmm. you're in. I love The Clash. I love Joe Strummer. Snub. Sex Pistols in, they're the shoe in, yeah. but then that left us with this second slot, and what it really came to after we eliminated The Clash, there was Gen X, now I love Gen X, but a lot of that stuff's too new wavy, I absolutely love tons of their songs, but I mean Dancing With Myself was originally Gen X, before it was even Billy Idol, and it's just as disco-y, <laughs> I love right. Gen X, I play Kiss Me Deadly on my guitar every time I pick it up. He really Snug. does. <laughs> the other ones it came down to, really, Stiff Little Fingers, Upstarts, Sham 69, and The Addicts, and, and The, the Addicts. Addicts. Me and Sean really looked at each other on this one, and we went both with, and, and Jess, girl over there also We both agreed. almost all said at the same time, we think it's Stiff, Stiff Little Fingers. fingers. As you were supposed to say. <laughs> right? So, Stiff Little Fingers yeah. and the Sex Pistols. We did all The that. 70s inductees. I mean, Inflammable Material is such a good album. Suspect Device of 2000. Yeah. I love that song. Uh, okay. All I right. know uh, I know our boy Aaron is a huge Stiff Little Fingers fan, so he'll be happy to Aaron hear that. Aaron from One Side. Yes. Yes. Aaron from One Side was just at uh, that Chicago Fest. Yeah. LCJ hit me up today. 
Oh, yeah? Fucking, what was she hitting me up about? I don't even remember. But she's got a fun little show going on. And Peberg, the date escapes me. It's this month. I think it's I February think it's like 26th. I think it's like next week. So go online and uh, look for that Britney Spears flyer. We got the Broken Heroes, the South Class Veterans, and some more going down in Peberg. I believe next weekend, I think. I think it's next Saturday. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, go check that out for sure. She hit me up today. They're using the Pogo stage. Not a Pogo show, but they'll be using the Pogo stage. And uh, I'm trying to think. It was something punk rock related she was hitting me up about. I'll have to check. But, uh, yeah, shout out to uh, LCJ while we got some, uh, the, like, a, an old school Pogo crew here. Yeah. You know I mean? She's so one of the, uh, um, the OGs. Should we? Let's, let's, uh, let's get to these 80s categories before we get to the next track i'm thinking so the 80s uk nominees were the exploited this one was tough the uk subs gbh antipasti cron blitz oh my god blitz discharge and we're putting motorhead is just there's certain bands who we couldn't put in the category, and Renee was like, we just got to grandfather people in, and, and, and Lemmy will be she one. Just said and she we can't, though, because then we got to grandfather the Ramones in and the Clash, and it takes all the fun out of everything. Like I said, this will be yearly. Maybe we can come up with an extra category next we'll year. We'll have to figure we out something throw in from Motorhead, an because Motorhead or can't. Or Hardcore. Yeah, motor, Motorhead can't like not be in there. Oh, right. Some Lifetime Achievement Award that they use. Yeah. Motorhead yeah. gets the Lifetime Achievement Award. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Pogo City, Punk Rock Hall of Fame. Mo uh, uh, Motorhead, oh Lifetime Achievement. Motorhead there you go. That's how they're in. They get in All there right. just, so, just because. So now for us, personally, Renee loves the Exploited, but she didn't think it was as much she of a shoe-in. She wanted shoo the in. class, she said, We're too. into the 80s, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But with the <laughs> Exploited, with the Exploited, the three of us were pretty much in lockstep step agreement with it. Yeah. That the Exploited was the shoe-in for UK82. And while we are talking about the Exploited, got to remind you about that show going down in Harrisburg. Finally, the Exploited coming back yeah. to the East Coast. Yeah. Early in May, I'm going out to Harrisburg with the rude girl Jess and that crusty toilet cleaning clown, Crustin. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we are headed to go catch the virus total fucking chaos who by the way don't rob doesn't even live in california anymore he lives in europe so they're never around so total chaos the virus and the almighty explorer You're making me sad who man. has just been inducted into the pogo city punk rock hall of fame sean what is the date on that show it's like uh may 17th or something like that may My, 17th uh i know they're playing in philly at the church with uh who the fuck are they playing with? Uh, Total Chaos, I think, is on that but show. But not the virus. That's but I can't is, yeah. fucking go because I'm going to have like a week-old baby. That's you guys are making me sad. Oh, why week would you be sad? Baby. You'll be sitting there. Because, You're gonna because be so and pooping. Yeah, well, we're getting black because, eyes. Because you guys are going to be at the exploit. I mean, listen, I'm going to be He's happy. Like, I love my daughter, but I, I want to see daughter, the exploited. But I want to go see the fucking exploited. Like, really bad. So, I mean, shit. I mean, it is only an hour and a half. Oh, but it's going to be like days old. You might not even be home from the my, hospital. My ba my daughter will be like a, days old. Like a, yeah. a week old. You yeah, like <laughs> if she comes late, she can come what three up, days late. John? Well, we're still be in the hospital. Actually, oh, she's, she's getting a C-section, so actually she's going to be like 
fucking like two on weeks time. Like John, two weeks old. She'd be like two fucking, huh? two but two the exploit it with the UK eighty two shoe in, and then the other real big ones, the hardest, Blitz GBH and the UK subs, and two of them can't get in. I love all of those vans. I'd say, but I love the decision we, we came we came to. Though. I would say deepest in my agreement. heart. Out of those leftover, I love Blitz, but we're really doing this as a collective, and we tried to have some standards. Blitz, it's really one great album. I absolutely love them, and they will get in one day. Voice but of a Generation, right? G- yeah, GBH yes. is yep. really... They're really it's, that's it was really Chandler, coming down to the UK subject. Hey, that's what Chandler, Chandler said. Yeah. Chandler co-hosting the show. I can't see the comments. Hey, Thank Jonathan God Little's up. What's up, Devil John? What's up, John? How you yeah. doing, man? We're talking about... The Punk Rock I Hall of Fame. I see John Renee in there, Chandler. We appreciate it. Guys, do us a favor. If you guys are listening and comment, give us a share while we're live. We yes. can get some more live listeners in and here. And like. Just give us a share. It really helps support the show. I mean, there's a link where you can donate to the PayPal, but that costs money. We would love it. But you can press share and like and send us those comments. Do all that yeah. stuff. For free on this life live video. It helps out tremendously and then uh, share the podcast too if you feel so inclined so once again the uk 80s bracket going with the exploited and gbh gbh just made too big of an impact they i've only hit it once too they just made too big of an impact they're around today do you know what i mean like colin and the boys still going at it yeah you know and they're all like, in their like putting out albums and shit. they're still yeah. putting out albums dude the first time i heard gbh was in like tony hawk i think yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like probably crush them. You know, crush them. Um, you crush gotta em, crush them like ants. Now, of course, a way later song, but still, I would say a lot of these bands, their chance. And if you're gonna be around for 30, 40 years, your sound probably will change. But the exploited, uh, the GBH, they changed, but they didn't make it like disrespectful it was a different sound i think a lot of people may think that crush em and haha record is a little too poppy but i still love, I love that it. i love that I love it's it. still good gbh I love needs it. to be there that charge gbh that hair Hell those yeah. logos that attitude the baldness of it because they also as much as i'm not into that semi in mature let's ki- immature let's kick each other in the balls type thing but that is definitely there, especially in the youth of punk rock. And I really feel like when I'd be looking at the GBH album covers, they were always the ones like pushing each other in the dumpster or kicking somebody, one of the band members in the balls, or the one pitcher could give me fire. He's like, got like Collins, got like a little dick. He's and got, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, make, make yeah, yeah, yeah. They're going like, like this. I just felt like I know exactly that real stick my finger up and the nose ever, for the photo. Have you ever seen videos of them playing in like the 80s and shit? Oh, hell yeah. They put on like a great show. Hell yeah, and, and it's shit. packed like the exploited shows. Yeah. You see those 80s shows. For the exploited in GBH, back when Waddy's got hair, his yeah. mohawk's down to here instead of starting back there. <laughs> Dude, they or look like they're playing at like Giant Stadium, man. <laughs> Not they look, and that wasn't even 77. That was like 83, 82. They, right. were, they, they look like they're like, oh my God, man. My God. Could, I would, I mean, we did do We Are the Punks 3, but like those bands were touring like that. That being said, though, the Sex Pistols came to America and their album didn't even crack the top 100. Didn't even. Not that that matters in punk rock, but let's not rewrite history. In 1977, it mattered in punk rock. These bands were signed to major labels, and at the time, trying to be mainstream, the Sex Pistols didn't even crack the top 100. You know what I mean? And And that's saying something. So you got to take that into consideration when you're talking about. 
like the legacy that you leave behind. Yes, absolutely. And also, GBH, like I said, around today. I mean, when the Sex Pistols would come out with that filth and fury stuff, yeah, they were playing pack shows too. But I feel like that was shorter lived and not as good. I feel like GBH, because they they stayed more underground where like the Sex Pistols are on like VH1. Yes, it's like. They're still more that true punk rock. GBH is still going to tour. They're going to play big shows, and they're going to play clubs, and they're going to hang out at the bar, and they're going to put the mic in the crowd. Do you know what I mean? They're right. not going to... If if Johnny Rotten did a show with the Sex Pistols today, it would be at Giant Stadium, and it would be $200 for tickets, and there would be a security rail eight feet from the stage, and you would have to pay yeah. like $500 to get tickets there, and you would have to pay like 80 to get tickets in the last row where they look like ants, but GBH played in Philly before COVID at the fucking fire or and where the fuck was it? Um, the that electric was, uh, factory. Yeah, the electric factory. Yeah. Or voltage, voltage, voltage lounge. Voltage, yeah. Electric voltage. <laughs> and I remember going to see GBH at Croc Rock and shit back in the day. Oh, hell yeah. I got thrown out of that one too. Yeah. And then I didn't have yeah, enough money to get into that. the attics down the street. I, I remember that, yep. In our hometown, <laughs> well, the next town, Allentown, we got on the same fucking night, not even the same weekend, literally down the street from each other, we have the exploited at one, or uh, the attics at one club and GBH at another. Yeah. Same night. Yep. Playing staggered from each other, so you could go make both. Got thrown out of the first one with Ryan, because he and my very obvious I'm only 15 years old girlfriend decided to get up to the security rail three songs and be right in front of the bouncer and start pounding beers and dumping them all over themselves. That's smart. So they just got gripped up by the bouncers because they were doing it right at them and thrown right out (laughs) and I couldn't let my 15 year old girlfriend get I was only 16 (laughs) couldn't let her get thrown out and me not follow yeah so I was actually most of the GBA show he was 30 yeah I was 30 it was yesterday uh, (laughs) is there a statute of limitations Uh, shut the fuck up I don't know but I think you can come out at Andrew with it so we're gonna get to one more category because that'll be about half and we're gonna play another track so uh, let's do US 80s Ugh. U.S. 80s. Now, the worst bracket by far is the 90s. We're not there yet, but the 90s is the hardest because that's really what we grew up with, and that's really who most of the guests have been on the show. They're in bands from the 90s. Blanks yes. is in there. Everyone, I mean, uh, like, uh, the, the, the casualties, but we're not at the 90s yet, but that one, we kind of breezed over in the 90s because we don't want to ruffle any feathers, but boy, are we going to ruffle feathers with the inductees. <laughs> but back to the 80s. Jumping in that time machine again. Head it back to the 80s. With the U.S., we have Black Flag, Circle Jerks, Suicidal Tendencies, Germs, X, Fear, Agnostic Front, Murphy's Law, Gorilla Biscuits, and The Cramps. We all agree. This one is interesting to me. That Black Flag was the done and easy. Yes. This one was interesting to me because Renee said she was not a fan, but you won. Me, Andrew, and, and Jess were all talking before the show, and we were talking about uh, who should get in besides Black Flag? And they both said, "What did you guys say?" Well, the other real you guys said the, uh, the cramps. I said yeah. the, cram- the yeah. cramps. Or the other one was, and we I don't said agnostic really have front. hardcore represented exactly. And I said agnostic front. And and we it was like, uh, well, what uh, what do you do about not letting the Godfathers of NY hardcore come like get inducted? And, and we that's were, a good point. So that's we were talking about that, and we were like. Well, shit, which one do we pick? 
And what really pushed me over the edge with Agnostic Front, they are the winner, was because we were tempted to put an 80s hardcore or New York category in. We like could we could have category. done that, but if you're gonna but have, we didn't, but if you so, have, but if yeah. you have Agnostic Front there, and they're you, going, and you're talking about having another category I specifically am, for that genre. They need then to. that band needs to get put Especially in. with that genre not being there. What were you going to say, Jessica? I almost wanted you to put at like a category for New York Hardcore. Yeah, you were the one suggesting it. Yeah. But then we just decided to throw them in the U.S. 80s. And now, personally, I'm probably a bigger Cramps fan. There are framed Cramps posters. And I'm a bigger, I'm a bigger agnostic front fan. And like, But I just at the same time, the Cramps, yes, punk rock. But more of a trash rock. You could go Psycho Billy. They they're in that punk rock vein, but New York hardcore agnostic front that really led a huge part of the scene for a long time, and a lot more of our local scene. And even though you know a little before my time, like we were born, but we weren't part of the scene yet. And it's like. These guys really did pave the way. I mean, if you watch oh, yeah. the casualties like Made in NYC movie, when George is on the screen, he's saying, look, man, we grew up looking up to guys like Jimmy yeah, and so Murphy Law and Agnostic the Front. They were our influences. I sound like Arnold. I sounded Irish. I sounded Irish. That sounded like Arnold, yeah. Yes. I sounded oh. Irish. We like we love Agnostic Front. Puralo. Puralo. Get to the chopper. Get in the chopper. Get to the chopper. Yes, across uh, Jorge Arnold. <laughs> but uh, yes, yes, yes. But I mean Agnostic Front, and then the whole Epitaph Records thing. You know what I mean? Like, not that I yes. love MTV, but like they were on like Headbangers Ball and shit, playing on MTV in the middle of the night. I almost feel like I might have seen them on Beavis and Butthead. Don't quote me, but like, you know what I mean? Like. Epitaph Records, it's so funny because I'll even be one to talk shit on Epitaph. Those never were my favorite bands. But you forget a lot, man. Like, like Agnostic Front, like, they would have had that New York impact and that East Coast impact still. But without Epitaph, they may not have had that world impact. And I'm sorry, they have a world impact. Yes. We saw them in East Strasburg at that giant place. What is it? East uh, Giant play. Wait, what? East like, Strasburg? Legit, if George Thorogood oh, came uh, through town, he'd be playing there. If uh, Aerosmith came through town, the showcase is the place next door where we play. I know what you're talking yeah, about. I can't, I can't think, of, think of the name but of it. But, dude, they're playing there, and, like, it's it's huge. It, it, at least as big as the TLA, and it's shoulder to shoulder. And I know you kids going to OzFest, that don't mean shit to you. But if you actually go to shows in th this day and age, yeah, there's not thousands of people at them, right? Regularly. And it's like they do that today. I feel like Agnostic Front could book a show uh, with a good lineup at a basketball court in like Atlanta and the place would be packed. Do you know what I mean? Yes. So I really feel like they 
They so we made the right call then. Yes. Yep. We made the right so call. So as you were doing earlier, let us know in the comments. We're going to get back to some more tracks. What do you guys think? We uh, we opened up with One Sided, who, by the way, we have a split 7-inch coming out with the Parasitics from Jersey. They did that split with Blank 77 on Jailhouse Records getting blasted and then recently did the No End in Sight album with Pat and Violated Records, and uh, that's a great album. We play it on here all the time. We're probably going to play it on here next. It is still for sale in both vinyl and CD, and uh, yeah, their new release will be on Pogo City Records. It's the split with one-sided. As I just said, it's going to be a limited pressing on pink, yellow, and clear splattered vinyl. Two I new can't wait for mine. Two new, previously unreleased tracks from the Parasitics, and two awesome tracks. But they won't let us it. fucking play them on the fucking show. What the fuck? By Oscar and the rest <laughs> of the Stolen Wheelchairs. And uh, yeah, Stolen Wheelchairs plus uh, Bob doing the backing vocals, but we're getting to the Parasitics up next. I hope this is the correct version. Here's Pogo on a Politician. Oh, sons of bitches and whores. Sean, tell them where they can find Pogo City Radio. Find them on uh, find us on uh, Facebook, Instagram, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, all that shit. Uh, pretty much any place that you find music. Except, are we on iTunes still? Yeah, we're on iTunes. Okay, so there you go. So anywhere you find music, uh, look us up on YouTube, fucking... Uh, we're all over the place. So all over, at Pogo so City Radio. Speaking of the parasitics... Uh, they're playing up in Scranton next oh, month. Shit, with my band. Yes, forgot with about once, that. Yes, once. Yeah, you're right. Mar I forgot one sided. March sixth or twenty. March twenty sixth. Okay, Rob putting it on. I'm gonna try to go to that show. I haven't been able to go to shows because my broke ass is broke. Um, <laughs> so I'm trying to go to that one. I've seen the Parasitics pretty much every single time that they've been in the area. Well, I mean, they live down the street, literally. Y yeah, so, but, I mean, <laughs> they play, well, they play, like, Philly and shit, and I've gone to see them, but whenever they're playing within an hour of me, I definitely make sure I go see them, <laughs> so I'm trying to go to that show. Uh, Rob is a friend of ours. It's, he's, been been on on, show. he's been on the show a few Rob times. Punks. We've gone to shows together, you know, with him. He's uh, he's a, he's doing dead-end what is it? Dead end generation, generation design. design and he yeah. actually designed so the album cover for the Parasitics. So yeah, he designed side. the album cover. So don't miss that one. And uh, you're not gonna want to miss that one. We are gonna get to probably my favorite song off of the new album. Here is the Parasitics with thoughts and prayers. Like I said, this was released on Violated Records and is available on multiple formats now. Here are the Parasitics.
All right, that was the Parasitics, like I said, off their most recent album, No End in Sight. That was on me bad, badly air drumming to them. And then uh, you can buy their latest release on Pogo City Records. Uh, yeah, you guys will have to click the link. PogoCity.shop is down right now. I have to do some modifications, but yes. Yes, got in touch with United Records this week, who's pressing the record and very behind for anyone who's pre-ordered. But don't you worry. Like I said, anybody who has pre-ordered, you will be getting uh, stickers and pins, and the album will be mailed to you regardless of the release date. Once we have them, it'll still be some time before they're released, but you will get it right away, and you'll get some cool free swag as well, so you know what uh, sucks when yes. you look over at your forty and, and it's, empty. it's almost already it's, gone. I You're hear like, that. I hear that. All right, so Sean, why don't you tell us about who we have right, in we the nineties? Absolutely. So up next, we have nineties US. Now this is a category that is kind of near and dear to me and Andrew. I mean, we grew up listening me to too. these bands. And Jess, okay, all right, Jess. Anyone our age into punk rock, yes. probably. <laughs> Grew up listening to this shit in, like, high school and stuff. So we got The Casualties, The Unseen, Blank 77, The Virus, Lower Class Brats, The Devotchkas, A Global Threat, Total Chaos, The Pissed, and Wretched Ones. Ooh. Holy shit. Now, shit. talking, about, talking awesome. about bands that me and, and Andrew and Jess used to listen to. And a I mean, in yeah, who's the shoe-in? The shoe-in the shoe shoe is the casualties. Duh. Come I mean, on. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's the casualties. Even if you hate the casualties, the the casualties are, they are the huge. 90s street punk-like definition in the dictionary now. And, and I love the casualties. Then with this, uh, with a lot of our second... Uh, the second our second inductees, like... We could have put everyone we, we in could, the pogo attack. We, yes, we could have done that. And it seems like our second inductee is always the hardest one to choose. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, Blank 77 is on here, and even Andrew was like, shit, we can't we put, we can't, <laughs> as much as we want to, we can't, we can't put them on here. Because if we're only taking two. If we're only taking two. So we decided that the second band is, drumroll, the, the Unseen. Of, all right, because it's I mean, unseen. honestly though, guys, like, biggest impact um, you know, they're not fully together anymore. They'll play their sporadic shows. You know what I mean? They haven't released an album in 20 years, but that, or 15, whenever the last one was, the anniversary just happened. I think it was 18 years. But uh, The State of Discontent or whatever, not one of my favorites, Explode before that, yeah. Anger and the Truth before that. So This Is Freedom and starting it off with Lower Class That's Crucifixion. crucifixion yeah. Now, this band really had a big impact on me and Sean that was, personally. That was the first show that me and Andrew real show. we ever went to. Yeah, that and the Forgotten. Forgotten was opening yes. at the Underworld yes. in Seattle. You're right, yep. you're right. I didn't even remember that, but holy that, shit. That was the infamous show where you guys hear us tell a story about young, crusty, funk, fuck Josh and uh, R.I.P. Finkin from the Bedlam Punks got arrested for stealing hair dye before the show. Yeah. That was that show. <laughs> <laughs> got arrested That's for stealing That's going back to like 2000. giant. That's like 2003, something like that. Yeah. So, I mean, The Unseen, it's just like, dude, I mean, I'm not a fan of Warp Tour, but just like The Casualties, they eventually hit that Warp Tour circuit and really Listen, I, the first time impact. I saw The Casualties, I saw them at Warp Tour yeah. in now, 2002. To, to me... So 20 years ago. The Unseen, after Paul leaves and The Explode, you can tell Paul, even though on the 
album of Explode, you can tell he didn't have much to do with the writing. But um, Paul always wrote the best songs he, to me. And even the songs Mark wrote when Paul was in the band, they were just a heavier sound. They definitely got a little bit more bubblegummy, and I couldn't stand it, just being honest, but plenty of other people loved it. And I remember saying this after we got to see them most recently in Brooklyn a couple of years ago. It was like, it was so funny because the place was packed. Oh, but there was I like was so happy. Crowds. But I was so happy to go see the Unseen. Oh, no, I'm saying that. But when they played, I hear the, because when they played like their newer shit, I was like, fuck, I don't, I mean, I don't know this song. Exactly. But then, but then I got up on stage when they played Are We Dead Yet? And Mark just hands me the microphone and I'm like, Fucking A, this is awesome. I'm singing my favorite Unseen song to to the crowd with the Unseen. That's so fucking cool. Absolutely, and that's what I mean. It was oh, funny because yeah. me and Sean uh, are like singing word for word of the first three albums, and then they would get to the later stuff, and you wouldn't see the younger kids, and then they'd get to something like Scream Out or something, and me and Sean would stand away, and you'd see all these young kids <laughs> up front flipping out because it was kind of like the unseen. They kind of did hit two different things because I think a lot so of the stud the punks, punks, even though the stud the punks <laughs> have hopefully grown up and got over it. There was plenty of people who loved them and then hated them when Explode and the Warp Tour happened. But now those same people are like, no, no, I remember the Unseen. I love the Unseen. It was like, <laughs> dude, they never, their sound changed, but they weren't like a sellout. They were still true. They're still punks. You know what I mean? Yeah. They, they just, they, they brightened money. up the sound a little. <laughs> I money. will say, me and uh, Zach both wanted to jump out of building one day when we're teenagers in high school and you would see these punk bands making these posts when they were gonna leave their little puddle jumper DIY label and go sign with like a semi-major label and people were gonna call them sellouts and they'd be nervous. And I remember the- You're unseen. a sellout if you signed to Geffen Records <laughs> and you change your sound and you do yeah. everything that the record company tells that's, you you yeah, need to that's do. That's that's it's not just out. making money, yes. it's about Changing your sound, your image, your look, and letting the producer running you and screwing the yeah. people who helped you get there. But uh, anyway, I lost my train of thought. We were talking about the unseen. I don't know. You're Sorry. an asshole. <laughs> I was just thinking about what sellouts were to me and oh, making uh, a point. Yeah, but the no, unseen I don't remember. just totally kick ass. And uh, you know what I mean? They're still yeah. they're still out gigging. Right now, it's all awesome. you know what I mean? Well, they're playing CY Fest. Right? Yeah, they're gigging. Yeah. They're not touring. Yeah, right. But uh, Paul, for a little bit, was in good old playing seventy seven. Yes, he was. Yes, yes. Definitely a snub there. That's Definitely crazy. a snub so there. So is is Blanks the big snub? Is yeah, Blanks. Snub? Well, what it came down for to when sure. we were the casual. See, what sucks is even though the casualties were the shoe in. The Unseen almost kind of is too. Like, it was kind of like, even though we didn't put the Sex Pistols and the Clash in, that's what most people would have done. But being that this is underground, we, I felt more comfortable going the Casualties and the Unseen because the ones who were fighting with the Unseen for that second spot would have been Blanks, The Virus, and LCB. And I, I personally love those bands, and I probably definitely love Blanks, and LCB more than the unseen. I love the virus, but perhaps not more than the unseen. But I was trying to be more honest. And so I given mean, the Blank choice, seventy seven is if my you had favorite the choice, band. Yeah, if you had the choice to go see, let's say, you have a scenario where the unseen are playing down the street 
from LCB, but the shows are going on at the same time. Who are you going to see? Oh, damn, that's hard. All right, well, oh? if if LCB and the Unseen are playing down the street from each other, oh. you can only go to one. Who are you going to see? LCB. That's what I think I'm saying, too. That's who I think I'm seeing as uh, well. But we're putting the Unseen in because, let's be real. So this is Freedom. I used to listen to that album on repeat, oh, yeah. like all the goddamn I know you time. Did. I was even and I was on obsessed. I was obsessed with Mark Unseen's voice because yes. I just love the way what he screamed. Blank. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Keep yeah. going. I was pretty much done. Yeah. What? What if like Blank Seventy Seven was playing down the street from from L- LCB? Well, see, this is what the problem is. There. That's a good question. Well, Holy shit! It would be different if we lived in LA. But if Blank 77 is playing down the street from LCB... That's true. LCB, I could see Blanks next month. LCB, I can't That's see exactly what I was going to say. That's exactly what I was going to say. But if, say that we If they we weren't had no, our hometown say we had bands... An option. Like, yeah, if, if we were from L.A., say... Or let's say we were from or Texas. Say or, that, no, that's even, that's say where the say Just say that the both bands lived where we lived. No, that both bands what don't I, live where we live. What I'm going to say is, if we were if we were living to if we were living where we live, if we lived in Texas, like you were going to say, if we lived in Texas, I bet punks in Texas but that's are not fair if they're asked from there. If, but if they're but if they're asked, would you rather go see la- lower class brats or? Blank seventy seven, who hardly ever play in Texas. I bet you they're going to see Blank. That's true too. Well, yeah, they're going to have the same opinion I'm as saying, we were saying. You're right. I'm saying though, if you were to live in Texas and or live in California and have to go to Texas to see Blank seventy seven, but or, we're saying more like you live in Denver. Mm-hmm. And blanks and LCB, neither one of them are from Denver. I get they don't that. Go there yeah. often are playing down the street. Who are you going to see? If that's the situation, I'm going to see blanks. But I would go with blanks life, too. Being in real life, where I could go see blanks Me next too. weekend, yeah. I would probably, I would probably be helping carry Renee's amp. To be honest, so I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> I would, I would still be at blanks. To be honest, I would be hanging out with Mike. I'm, I'm lying. I'm lying. I would be with blanks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, why don't we play them snubbed bastards up next? We'll the get snub. to some blanks. They got a bunch of shows coming up. Uh, I don't think any local ones, so go back to They're the playing last in episode. Washington, D.C. on March. Exactly uh, oh, that's what I'm saying. They're p- not local. But, but yeah, they're going to they're Cali. Playing, uh, they're playing at the Pie thing with... Uh, that's DC. Chupascabra. Chupascabra yep. is playing that show. Um, I forget who else on that band, but that something? is a that is next month. That's March nineteenth, so like a month away. Uh, they're going to Roanoke as well. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. And uh, they're going to California. And then are they in June? Yes. Blanks will be in California. Renee was telling us about that. Yes. And there is not a show set up for Baltimore yet, but around the DC show, which is when? Do you know? March 19th. Day before, day after, if you're in the Baltimore area, they may be coming through your town on that party train as well. Here they are up next. Blank 77 on Pogo. Renee said she's charging us double. (laughs) Ah, sons of bitches. We gotta we gotta fuck up before every song plays yeah, every time. Don't you all know that? Hey guys, the show was going so well. It was, it was. And There's we had, a button why for all. Oh, we fucked up, please, man. Screwing me. Why don't tell them where the fucking show can be found, please? I'm I'm screwed the right now. The show can be found at you know iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, uh, 
you know, Spotify. Facebook, Spotify, YouTube, at Pogo YouTube, City Radio. At Pogo at Pogo, City just Radio. search Pogo City Radio on anywhere yeah. you find Here it. is Blank 77 with Party Train up next. Fucking motherfuckers. They're jinxing us because they got snubbed. Yeah, they just... Oh, that's a good point. They just fucked us. <laughs> Fuck you, Blanks. You Fuck s- you, Blanks. You suck. Yes, but uh, all of them... That's why we snubbed your asses. Been on the show many, many times. Uh, Renee the most. Renee in a bunch of the most recent episodes, and she'll be on... Renee, pretty much a regular. She, she lives 90 minutes away, so she's not on every every episode, but she's on a But lot. she's hung out here a she's bunch of times, yeah. Yeah, yeah, a lot of fun, a lot of fun. And like I said, we have been trying to do the Pogo Clips. So the show for you live watchers there, the show, really a podcast. We have much better audio when we are not live. This exact same show will be available in podcast form. Once we're done, it'll sound just like you're listening to music on your goddamn iPod. But uh, yeah, so you guys can find us, Stitcher, all that, and uh, get better sound, iTunes. You can hear Renee on there last week. You can go back a couple weeks further than that, and we had a real good decision, I actually, a real good discussion. I actually made a pogo clip at Pogo City Radio on Instagram, a little 15-minute clip about Renee talking about w- what it's like to be an actual like DIY pro touring professional band as Blanks was throughout you know the majority of the 90s you know what I mean just getting in the van driving to the next show uh, being on a label but a label that's a punk label and like can only do X for you and you know what I mean? It's real Speaking good. Speaking of the 90s. Chat, go over to it. Let's get to that. Well, we just did our 90s bracket. Speaking so of what? the 90s, I, I saw a post on Facebook the other day that said that some people are starting to refer to the 90s, the 80s and the 90s, as the late 1900s. 
I mean, I guess it's true, but it's doesn't that make you feel old, man? Yeah, I guess. Well, I Holy mean, you shit. think about the Ramones. It's the it's the end of the seventies. It's the end the end of the century. But I guess when you're looking at it from a hundred years perspective, and you're at like I mean, seventy nine, that, that, that is the turn of the century. But, it's like, but when you think, oh, all right, so when you talk about like uh, the late nineteen, so how much time do we have to be talking about <laughs> to refer to it as the late nineteen hundreds? Like I don't, how 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 long after the 1900s does it have to be before people start referring to the 80s and the 90s as the late 1900s uh, like 22 you, years apparently yeah, yeah, apparently, <laughs> apparently 22 years see when you talk about like history when you talk about like history and shit like that you're uh, and something happened in 1894 you're talking about the late 1800s, 1800s. yeah now people are starting to refer to as just last century as the same goddamn well, it's, thing. It's not it makes wrong. Me fe- it makes me feel old, man. It yeah, makes me it feel old. Not. Well, yeah, I'm serious. The fact that we said the new millennium was 22 years ago, that makes me feel old. <laughs> I remember being there on Y2K in my grandparents' basement in South Plainfield, New Jersey. Everybody celebrating, but there was definitely bottle jugs of water everywhere, <laughs> a bunch of dry food everywhere just and it was like the ball dropped we said happy new year and we're all like are the lights on did the planes fall out of the skies <laughs> are the ATMs shooting money like, and it was you remember them going around stamping y2k compliant stickers on shit what were they even I doing d- to it because I don't know. I think it was like probably for everyone to like turn off their computers and. Uh, well, no, it was more like you like would that, see it right? on like a computer. Like nowadays, even though they didn't have this then, you would see it on a thing like an ATM machine, a Mac machine, which they did have then. But from what I understand, and I still don't. It's stupid. I, I, nothing happened, and I bet if they did nothing. Nothing still would have happened, but I believe the overall theory was if you're old enough to remember, say you were on Yahoo.com, it would tell you to put in what year you were born, and there would be a text box there, and you could type it. However, it only asked for the last two. Like, I would say I was born in 87. Right. I don't say I'm born 1987. But that could be... But it had the hard 19 there. The 19 couldn't be changed. It would be in text, and you would type in... 87 or the year 1999 what the fear was was that people were going to change the date to 2000 they'd make it two zeros it would say 1900 and computers would would just like crash cannot compute yeah and and maybe because the nuclear bombs are controlled by computers they would launch or some (laughs) shit but yeah obviously nothing happened besides people buying a whole lot of dry food and Jessica was telling me her mother was filling up the bathtub with water and like. Well, it's kind of like it's kind of like COVID now because people remember when like the whole toilet. But paper? people did die from COVID well, at least. Listen, listen, listen. But I mean, but I'm it not, was listen, ridiculous. Yes. I'm I'm saying like people went out and bought toilet paper for some fucking reason. I have toilet paper still. Still, people, we're down to our last ten. Going packs. out and panic buying. That's what I'm. I'm not trying to compare, like Y2K. Nothing happened. I'm not saying COVID. Nothing happened with COVID because obviously millions of But people, overreactions. But but severe overreactions to uh like why are people buying toilet paper because there's a pandemic? Well, that w- well, I remember talking about that then, but that's just what it is. It was because we were all on Facebook shocked being like these shelves are empty and then everybody's like fuck, I better go out and get an extra roll and anybody dude, I can remember being in the store and find it. it was like the fourth store and I found some toilet paper because it was really my dad who stocked up and I didn't know he had been and I was looking and I finally I'm at my third store I finally find some and 
I got three big bags, and I'm like, oh, I feel so stupid. I feel like an idiot. I got three. Then I went online, and I saw the carriages and carriages filled <laughs> with toilet of paper. the other people, and I was like, oh, no, I'm the least crazy out of all of them. <laughs> this is bad because I am the least crazy, and I felt like an idiot with three, ten, or eight packs, whatever the fuck it was. <laughs> I got three of them. I'm like, I'm such a fucking moron. I'm an idiot. And then I'm like, oh, look at these sons of bitches. There's like four people with carts full. Shopping and carts full of toilet paper. And there's people running in the door, and I'm like, let me go back and get a fourth. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why there was no more toilet paper. <laughs> All right. Back to our inductees list. If you guys just tune in, in live, we did the nominees last week. We did 70s. And the winners were doing the inductees today. Now, the people who got snubbed can get in next year. But uh, the inductees of the 70s are the Ramones and the Dead Boys. Uh, uh, the, the U.S. 70s, Ramones and Dead Boys. The U.K. 70s is Stiff Little Fingers and the Pistols. UK 80s is Exploited and GBS, GBH. US 80s, we went with Black Flag, Agnostic Front. Casualties in the Unseen, holding down the 90s. On to our two least favorite categories, but I'm not gonna lie, some of the best conversation in last episode was about was these about categories. the crusty and pop punk categories yes. because we don't really like those bands but we were trying to be diplomatic and we were trying to compare them to each other and then realizing hmm, we do kind of like some of these bands <laughs> uh, like so it was just interesting and really splitting hairs and part of the fun for me was making leftover crack go up against choking victim in this next category, the crusties, leftover crack, uh, nominees, leftover crack, choking victim, Jesus crust, crass, subhumans, us rotten, some local favorites, and hopeless dregs of humanity. I know any crust people are screaming and flipping out that I forgot everyone, go fuck yourself, you're <laughs> lucky any of them are on the list. <laughs> All right, the, so the shoe-in, as I feel like, but then it's like, what stizza? Because we're not doing both stizzas. We're not doing, it's yes. Like, we're not doing left or crack it's and like, choking yeah, victim. It's like choking victim started, so we got to go with them. But it's like, no, not really. Because how many of us would even know choking victim if it wasn't for leftover crack? Because you know what I mean? I didn't well, it depends on Well, it depends on which band you heard first. Well, I actually heard Choking Victim Oh, first. did you? I yes. feel like most of the people but I knew heard Leftover Crack, found out about Ezra, Ezra and Stizza, and then went and looked at Choking Victim and Morning Glory and NDK. That's what well, I thought I, like the path I, The was. first time I ever heard either one of those bands was on a... Hellcat Records comp. Oh, shit, but wasn't that Leftover Crack, no, though? No, that was... Uh, Rock the 40 ounce. Th no, that was... Uh, uh, what the fuck's that song called? The good, uh, the bad, in, and the no, uh, infested. Choking victim. Choking victim. Did yeah. infested on one of the Hellcats? On give him the boot. Give him the boot. The yeah. first one, I guess, huh? Give him the yes. That's what they were called. Yeah. I couldn't remember what the fuck they were give called. Give him the boot. Give him yeah. the boot. Yes. Because I remember that, left that over had crack. like F minus on yeah. it and uh -huh. fucking. Uh, Brad eventually joined Leftover Crack. Saved my life, literally. Yeah. Uh, show. Shit. Um, I can't remember who else was on that, but no, the first band I actually heard was Choking Victim, but. Because it was a cop and it was only one track, mm -hmm. I didn't really get into Choking Victim because I only knew that one track by that. Even though I, I like that song, Infested, that's a good song. Yeah. But then Leftover Crack came out with Mediocre Generica and Fuck World Trade. And so Leftover Crack became uh, 
kind of in the forefront, and I heard Lefter, we went to go see Lefter Crack and shit like that. Me and Andrew used to go see Leftover Crack. We're not afraid to admit it. We, oh, no, I, I had got, a blast, dude. Brad got was thrown was out one of that of one show and many fucking, times. Yeah. But, uh, uh, like, honestly, though, like, I can remember Mediocre Generica exploding in, like, our high school amongst the punks and skater kids. Yeah. And even some of the emos, and you know what I mean? And, like, when it first came out, I wasn't all about that. I, I I I was like, this is I'm a casualties guy. I'm not up for this hippie fucking wannabe metal bullshit. But then it grew on me. It did. I started hanging out yes. with crusty fuck Josh and his older brother Zach Lay, and like they would blow Stizza today, and like it grew on me. I started noticing what especially Josh phenomenal musicians they were. I liked the lyrics. The and lyri- I do the like them, the but that's just not my thing. Leftover crack. One thing I will definitely say that I like about Left or Crack is their lyricism is so good. I go back and forth with it. I love their lyrics. I'm not going to... I mean, they're very political, and I'm not super political, but they write... the What they write about, they write it so well. I, and their I, lyrics are so like, holy shit, that grabs you by the balls when you read it. I completely agree with everything you just said, but that is however... What at least for a while caused me to semi stop listening to them because it is very powerful and grabbing, and I definitely have many pathetic, sad memories of sticking needles in my arm, listening to "Soon Will Be Dead" and nodding out to "Heroin or Suicide," and listening to these lyrics and be like, "They are singing about my life." That's not a good thing. Yeah, and no, it was I hear like. You. So kind of like no no live like same thing like Gigi Allen Carmelita and, and which is a Warren Zevon cover that he changes a bit but like the I'm all strung out on, on heroin, heroin. like and I was doing yeah. dope before that but that doesn't mean that I didn't smile at my worst listening to that song for the worst things I was doing and not that if I listen to Carmelita I'm gonna go running for the needles but that being said I just the w- what that used to trigger in my brain and what soon will be dead with it being so real to me. Like, I'm happy that I kind of shut that door and I don't need to go back looking at it. Now, that doesn't mean I, I still listen to Leftover Crack sometimes, but there were times where I listen to Leftover Crack every day and I can remember being in rehab and telling my counselor to look up that song because that was how I felt and it's like, it takes me back to that because it right. is that real. Okay, that's, so it almost kind of pushes me away that's from it. That's fair. No, I get, I get that. Um, but that I being was never said, in that. I was never in that boat, so I don't really get it the same way you I do. I also kind of feel like people are responsible for their own decisions, and I'm not trying to take away anybody's right to freedom of speech. I'm putting leftover crack in our punk rock hall of fame. That being said. Even though those songs didn't cause me to do those things, I really feel like, and maybe this is just because I'm a father now and I'm an ex-junkie, I really feel like a lot of those songs, they weren't just like, soon we'll be dead is about suffering. But a lot of those songs are just like, like infested. That was one reason I didn't like it. I could remember being in the car and I could remember the younger kids who asked also had mohawks and stuff. Right. Like, dude, dude, I think I got fleas. Maybe I got scabies. And I'm like, get the fuck away from me. <laughs> I remember it's not cool. Zach Ty- uh, not Zach Tyree. Uh, White Zach, Krusty Fuck's brother, coming up to me and going, yo, 
I think I got fleas and pulling something off his arm and seeing it jump right at me. Now, luckily, fleas don't like human skin, so if you ever would buy fleas, they'd bite you like once and run away. But I'm like, guys, this isn't cool. I don't think it's cool to be dirty. I, n- I was yeah. never really. And I never I got that either. Listening to Infest It. And I and this I is just when I was a teenager. I didn't like the lyric. Like when I first heard Infested, it wasn't the lyrics that I gave a shit about. It was the music. It was the music. Yeah, but that's but what I'm saying is I can distinctively remember driving up Ferry Street, coming up on 13th and between 12th and 13th, and having Nick Polcari and fucking Zach Lay in the car and somebody else, and them just so passionately singing infested and it literally made them think that having scabies was cool and like literally like i knew so many dumb and i never thought this i knew so many dumb teenagers that because of that song they really thought it was cool to have scabies it was like a badge of honor it was like losing your virginity you were a real punk because you had gotten scabies go fuck yourself yeah nah, dude having nah. scabies and i've said this on the show before uh Getting arrested is not cool. I getting got a- plenty of songs about getting arrested. Getting, though. A- getting, yeah, but that doesn't mean it's cool. Absolutely, it sucks. It sucks. Getting arrested sucks. Don't get arrested. Having scabies is not cool. Take a shower. Uh, no, 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 no. Some people get scabies. People on this show have had scabies. Oh, happens. listen, it happens. Don't brag I do about it. You're not do, cool do, because do, of it. Do you know how many houses I've lived in that had bed bugs? I've had to. I've had. You know how many times I've had you to bed. Bu- rehabs I've been in with <laughs> bed bugs. <laughs> <laughs> you know how many times I've had to fumigate my house for bed bugs and shit. It's not cool. Having bed bugs is not cool. You're not. In, you're not cool if you have bugs living God on damn, you. How many times have you had bed bugs, motherfucker? Dude, at least, at least like three. At so least is three. It, it, was it the same residence? Uh no, it was multiple That's residents. That's fucking weird. I was saying maybe it's the neighbors. But no, but it, I've lived at different houses. That I've had bed bugs. I've had bed bugs in my house that I live in now. Uh, when I was living with my in-laws, I won't mention their names, but they did have a bed bug problem. Right around the block. Yeah, they did have a bed bug problem. It is not cool to have bugs crawling on you. I do, <laughs> yeah, definitely, man. Like, I'm sorry. And I, I, part of me did think, like, well, big deal. If I'm a bum, I grow up to be a bum. It's like, you might be a skinner. You might be a punk. Just give us a quarter so we can get drunk. It's like, nah, dude. I'd, I'd, I'd rather sing about a party train. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. You know. I get it. I, I, I don't. I lived that, and I'm not saying they haven't. Although I have heard some things from reliable sources, (laughs) but um, (laughs) I'm not saying they have it. But it's like, I lived that life, and it sucks, and that's why I don't live it anymore. (laughs) But, um, but. That being said, love leftover crack. Went to go see Stizza with Crazy in the Brains. Go put out more songs like it. I don't mind. We'll play them on here. I'm just saying my thoughts. But uh, yeah, so we are going with leftover crack. I mean, they were out for longer. Even I feel like. Yes, Choking Victim was there. A lot of these songs were originally written for Choking Victim. But pretty much anything Leftover Crack re-released by Choking Victim, it was bigger when they did it. All of, and I'm sure all the crusty kids hate this, but all of the the, the um, promotion and all that for Leftover Crack was a lot bigger. You know what I mean? Like most of, even though Choking Victim did that Hellcat comp they never did like a full album and anything that really paved the way for leftover crack who then came on bigger labels with full albums and i feel like that then enhanced the choking victim catalog and made more sales 
for the choking victim records and more downloads just like when a band who uh like cheap trick for instance like they had three albums out and no hits and they were actually i think it was four and they were about to get dropped by their label before the live at budokan album happened live at budokan happened changed the entire record industry changed their careers and then all those records that no one had ever bought for the past five years they then went and bought all those old records and it boosted their sales and i really feel like that's what leftover crack did to choking victim and uh yeah like i don't feel like choking victim would have had big reunion tours if it wasn't for well, the didn't leftover you crack and, uh, tours yeah, get thrown well, out of it yeah yeah you went to go see them that's what i'm saying yeah and it was like you could tell things would Is be it, different was it weird it was though because uh, uh wasn't brandon the drummer the one that died wasn't he in choking victim i was victim at too? one of no no he was leftover crack okay he was but just we were crack? at dude he he died like literally the next week like we saw one of his last shows. It wasn't the last. We saw one of well, the one his that last I was shows. at. Yeah. Or, yeah. Okay. He died. That show was in December, and he died like December like thirteenth or some shit. Oh like, shit. Like you know, what I mean. So yeah. even if we saw them like December first, it was. Yeah. Only two, but I feel like it was the very next week. I remember. I say this all the time before Facebook and shit was out. I used to be on Punkcore and ChargedRecords.com every single day reading yes. everything over and over again and I would hit up leftover crack site religiously as well and I can remember knowing instantly because there was way it almost looked like a, it wasn't but it almost looked like a high school graduation picture of the drummer and uh, I was like and it was just him and he looked all good and smiling and happy and was by himself and I was like this motherfucker's dead isn't he and scroll down and start reading that he died that in the night, shit. and I was like, I knew just from the picture, because I was like, there's no reason that picture would be there, and then underneath the dates, dead, dead, and I was like, we, this motherfucker fought with bouncers over us, like, less than a week ago. Like, he was literally having our backs, getting yeah, us out of trouble, so cool. with back, let, so cool. and then dead. That sucks, yeah. Dead. That yes. part is cool. The other part sucks. All right. So uh, with the rest of the crust punk, we probably could have gone crass, but I really don't like them. I'm not a huge Subhumans fans, but they're the coolest out of everybody else left. So so that's who we went with. Subhumans. So I know Jason will be happy about that. Jason and uh, Mar and we I know Marley. The British ones. Of I know Mar. Yes, and I know Marley. Uh, uh, what's his name? Dick. Dick Lucas. Lucas. The singer. Dick, the, the guy with the glasses. The guy with the glasses. I don't know. Uh, he's he's weird. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen many he's of his interviews. Like, he's he's kind of like every. I've never seen Lewis, the, Lewis Black. I've never seen the subhuman. He does look like Lewis Black. And he flips out like. <laughs> <laughs> so like I've never seen the subhumans. Uh, I know Jason and Marley be happy that Jason uh, Hostel City. Ja yes, Jason from Hostel City and our girl Marley, who uh, has been on the show before. Uh, Hit up her OnlyFans. Yeah, hit up her OnlyFans. She's uh, doing that now. Um, they'll be happy because I know they really like the subhumans. But I always thought Dick Lucas was kind of like, and he, when every time I'd see him, like pictures of him and shit, I always thought he reminded, like he was like the British Stizza. Ah, he just shit. Kinda, he just kind of had boy. and or That's great, or great. that Stizza was the American 
Dick Lucas. Yeah, I guess that would be more accurate. But yeah, right. but, but we knew Stizza first. Yeah, I mean, right. even harder. That right. was really like I had the Subhumans album with all the EPs, and I like some of that early stuff. But I've always been turned off by the overly political. I've always said, and Os Rotten does this too. I've always said I don't like songs named after dates in history, <laughs> and. Um, April 26, 1992. <laughs> well, that one would probably, <laughs> at least that one's about riots. But, like, it's just like, but I will say, like, I do remember, like, uh, 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 what was it? Uh, no, I don't believe in Jesus Christ because my mom died of cancer yeah, when I was, was five. five. And, like, Mickey Mouse is dead, got shot in, in the, the head. head. <laughs> like, some of that stuff. But I, it was a turnoff to me because most crust stuff has always been. I mean, very political. I listen to political radio and political books all goddamn day, every day, and I fucking love it, okay? And I love history. But I. I want to go to a show and I want to jump up and down and I want to throw beer and I want to hear about parties. I'm escaping I the death of the machine when I go to punk rock. I get that. I don't need to be informed about it because I am informed about it. And I'm not, I know punk rock, everybody's like, there's politics and punk rock, deal with it. That being said, there is a difference between what a band that is completely motivated by politics like maybe say Crass would be and Blank 77 singing Search and Destroy because you could say Search and Destroy is a political song but that's not like some hippie political preachy that I'm to me, fine with to but me when every you're like talking what, about what to me the government uh, you, in even China even in even the a, 70s no what I was going to say even a slightly political song to me is a song about like getting arrested, yes. Because that, that is that that is not about partying. It's about the law, and that's political. But to I me. don't want to be preached to, even if I agree with it. Right. That's what it comes down to. Okay. I don't want to be brainwashed, even if it's a good idea. I'll think for myself. Thank you. Do you know there what you I go. mean? There you go. Yeah. And I really do feel like, and I'm not talking about anybody specifically, and I don't mean specifically the bands we were just saying, but I feel like. There's plenty of people out there who are overly political and they talk about freedom and being your own person, but it's more them being their own person and them controlling you and saying you have to believe what I believe. Right. That's what I feel like a lot of that is. And even well, if that's it's just complaint about that's a comp the complaint about the left as a whole, even right now. Yeah, but you say the same thing about the right. But yeah, exactly. Like, well, that's exactly. I don't hear the I don't hear the right complaining about. Or no, I'm sorry. I don't hear the left saying those same things about the right because I they're hear scared the right, that they'll get canceled. I, oh, if they say it about the left, they would if I hear the right saying it about the left, the right says liberals all they want you to do is believe what they believe or else you're wrong or you're a nazi or you should die that is true about believe what i believe hardcore ones. believe what i believe or else you're wrong but that's the same thing that the super right wingers think okay they're like but my god you don't even like guns pussy and i got 12 <laughs> so do you know what i'm saying an extremist but here's I don't, my point but i don't hear the liberals saying this saying uh conservatives only say believe what i believe or else you're wrong. I hear the right complaining about the left saying that. I, I don't hear the left. Dude. I don't hear the left complaining about the right they saying are, well, the Every same time thing. they call somebody a Nazi or a fascist, which is everybody who doesn't think one thing that they think. A liberal person is calling me a fascist right now for the words I'm saying. 
you know what I mean? Right. Liberals love assassinating other liberals. They want to, and I'm liberal, they <laughs> want to they want to out liberal they want to out virtue signal the next yes you know they, they're I mean? they're all based on self-righteousness yeah exactly smelling each other's farts but my smarts my farts smell better you my know what farts I mean? smell terrible liberals could probably but, <laughs> get cleared out of a room if i farted my point, i've cleared out bars I'm trying to say this my <laughs> i'm trying to point, talk about my farts my point is an extremist is an extremist. Yes, and it I doesn't agree. Doesn't matter if they're on the left or, or on, on the right. right. Yes, they're fucking nuts. My an only point is an extreme. My only point is that uh, everybody's extreme, farts stink. Everybody's Get over farts it. stink, and <laughs> extremists are bad. Speaking of stinky farts, our last category before we get out of here, we'll be on for a while. Don't you click off yet? But our last category for the inductees. Of the punk rock, Pogo City Punk Rock Hall of Fame, the uh, category of pop punk. And uh, anybody who actually likes pop punk isn't going to like what, <laughs> <laughs> what bands but, you So we got, we got in here, we got in here, uh, The Bouncing Souls, Pennywise, Rancid, Queers, Screeching Weasel, Guttermouth, <laughs> Green Day, The Offspring, Social Distortion... Pennywise, did I say no effects on the queers? You said the queers. Them. Uh, Those guys. It's funny. I said no effects on the mic last week. All four of us. It wasn't planned. Nobody knew I was even saying it. All four of us at the same time go, <laughs> And we went, well, they're definitely not getting in. <laughs> so we did have a good conversation about this last we week. We talked a lot. We, a lot of those bands that you mentioned are not, were not even on the original list. Uh, we add, ended up adding them later. Well, because I didn't really think that hard on the pop punk list. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> that makes first, I get that. I wasn't, and I'm not going to lie. At first, the initial thing was I was making the cop, pop punk category, but I planned to exclude The Offspring and Green Day. But And I was just going to have it be fat records type bands. Right. But I was like... Andrew, you're being pretentious. Green Day Dookie was your favorite album in 1995. See, that's... You were seven, yes. and it was your favorite album, and you listen to that album today, and your daughter loves it, and your daughter's learning those tracks on bass like you did, so they had to get nominated, but they ain't getting in. <laughs> listen, we I would if I, if I made... That list, I would have said the same thing about. We, I'm sorry the, about the offspring because when I was 13 and I first heard Smash, that album fucking was what got me into punk rock. That and like uh, they they had an album that came out in 2000 called Conspiracy of One that I heard. Um, like I would have said the same thing about the offspring. Like I would have put them on my list had it been the you know the uh, Sean the Sean list. Yes. But uh, so, as we were weaning them down, so being the fact that I really meant this category to really be stuff like the queers and maybe epitaph or fat, we were being respectful and putting the absolute mainstream bands in there as well. But when push came to shove, we had to at least go with our hearts on this one because we really don't like a lot of bands on here. And the two inductees of the Pogo City Punk Rock Hall of Fame are the Queers and Rancid. Because we felt like, even though those bands are 
very well known. They're not the same as Green Day or The Offspring. The Queers are definitely a, like a punk rock band. And a rancid, as much shit as people want to talk, as much shit as I talked, I got respect for them. And, like, I can remember seeing Rancid on Beavis and Butthead as a kid. I can, and thinking they looked badass. And I can remember, before YouTube was a thing, being on that Yahoo website that used to stream music videos, and that was where I found the Outcome the Wolves album with Ruby Soho in the Time Bomb videos. And even though those songs, and I remember hearing them for the first time, I was like, well, the, the music is cool, but I want something heavy. And I remember getting to the bridge of Ruby Soho where it's like, dun, 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 and I was like, ah, oh, I wish the whole song was more like this, but this isn't a bad song. But I really did start getting into them at like eighth grade. Like it was like one of like the first bands outside of like the Sex Pistols because they're not like that big. Where it was like, oh, this is a punk band. I was just getting into the Casualties, you know what I mean? And then I was getting into Sham '69, and I was hearing Rancid singing "If the Kids Are the United," and I was hearing the Casualties singing "If the Punks Are United," and "Are the Youth Are, are United." So like. And also, Rude Girl just had input on this, and and fuck, the girl would bang Matt Freeman if she had the opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> so I missed a lot of what you were talking about. So what are you I talking about? I was talking about how we decided to respect the straight up top forty bands, put them in the nominees, but eighty six them. And then I said, since we're not too huge on a lot of the bands in this category, we had to go with our hearts. And I was basically justifying Rancid's existence and saying I've talked plenty of shit on Rancid, but that being said, they deserve respect. They, they're, they, uh, th I remember the, the shit I talked, I meant, but they're still awesome, they're still a good band, and they still deserve to be there. I remember the first time I ever saw or heard Rancid was on, they played on SNL back in the 90s. See, and I was, I was saying a, a similar kid. thing, exactly. I saw, I saw them on them, Beavis and Butthead. I saw them play on SNL, and, and fucking, they played, I remember Roots Radicals, the first time I ever heard Roots Radicals. I was like, holy shit, and the, the dudes had mohawks and shit, and I was like, pretending... Exactly, that imagery. I was pretending to, pl to play the guitar like uh, Tim was, with like, kicking my leg out and shit like that, you know what I mean? That, I, I saw that, and I was like, that's so fucking cool, I want to be like that. And then, uh, I remember Colin bought An Outcome the Wolves. And yeah, that, that was the first one I had. That to. was the first album, that Rancid album that I had, and ever since then, I've always liked Rancid, and I've I went to go see them. I saw them play with the Misfits and the Damned at Madison Square Garden for free on top of that. And I was so happy that I got to actually see them because I had never seen them oh, before. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I went to go see him for free recently because uh, Jason was cool enough. Hostel City hooked me up with some tickets. Me and uh, Katie Chaos went. It was a last minute thing. And I'm not, it was an absolute blast. And I can't wait to go see Rancid again. And if Lars and Tim ever wanted to be on this show, they'd be more than welcome. There's some killer songs and there's some awful songs. And I think some of the shit is cheesy and I think some of the shit is badass. Good for them. They got a huge category. The queers, flat out love them. I don't know. For some reason, me and uh, Rude Girl Jess, we got a special bond over the queers. And it's not even like we're really obsessed with music like that. So it's kind of a weird thing. And um, 
just I genuinely like the queers. The queers get played, even though they're not played on Pogo City all that much. They get played in my house all the time. My daughters absolutely love the queers. In the morning, we are watching Stevie T, and probably tomorrow's a punk video. But I will say the other band who is not getting in. Who's a snub? If the the bouncing souls. The bouncing that souls. That was the other <laughs> one. That's the I was. I didn't mean to hit ha ha. So, but <laughs> I um, ha ha bouncing souls. I meant to hit something else. I may have <laughs> fucked up or something. I don't know. <laughs> I may have fucked up here. But um, you fucked up there. That's for sure. Because to be honest, I kinda wanted to group Rancid in with Green Day and The Offspring in '86. Then, and I was like, Andrew, it's just not true. You're just being an asshole, and you know you like Rancid. <laughs> and you know you love Matt Freeman, and you know you play multiple rancid songs every time you pick up your bass. <laughs> yeah, you do play so, uh, "Journey to the End of the East Bay" and, a lot, and fucking Ruby Soho. Ruby Soho, fucking, yeah. But uh, so it was like, but I love I, I might there. Uh, the Bouncing Souls Lean on Sheena gets played in I mean here. I saw The Bouncing the Souls time. like three I've seen them recently I saw The Bouncing Souls like three years ago at thanks Asbury. to Jason yes I saw well I saw Jason at the show that I was at he was there with uh, Tamar and the kids mm -hmm. or at least uh, well the kids at least their Abraham son Abraham loved at least their son band. was there I, I can't remember Abraham. if their daughter was there yeah Abe was definitely there um, so I mean that was cool as shit such a and I never name and I never seen <laughs> Uh, and I'd never seen the Bouncing Souls before, so uh, I got to see the Bouncing Souls with Colin, and I think it was Abe's first time going to see the Bouncing Souls, and we had a great time. They were really good. Now, uh, you, we should, we did, because we couldn't decide where to put them, and then when push came to shove, kind of just grandfather them into the 80s. We were just being honest, and they weren't getting in, so we didn't do it. We, I was also tempted to put the Descendants and... Yeah, um, yeah bad religion in here but i was like nah then i almost kind of felt like with green day on there and the offspring i was like oh so i was like you know what those bands kind of on the 80s list and that's just what not I was getting gonna, in that's what i, I was gonna say i almost the, you wouldn't pick the pop punk category. you wouldn't pick the de would you pick the descendants over black flag because that's really where the question it, comes in there i they're not and even on the list right? so absolutely not you can't yeah that's what I mean. So maybe they'll get in next time. I want you to know. Or bad religion. That's what I said. Both of them. Bad religion. Because I wouldn't take over Black Flag. They were such a hard either. band to put in. What category? Kind of like the Motorhead type thing. But we love Motorhead, and they get the Lifetime Achievement Award. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but it's like I just I I couldn't see where to put them. They weren't big enough on it for me. If I had to go between the two of them. And it was the Descendants all the way. I, right. I would go way more with the Descendants. I got They're you. They're way more important to me. I think they got a way better sound. I um, love their attitude. They were the really first. Like, bad, yeah. bad Religion didn't have like they the, be somewhere on the, the snotty. I love the snotty attitude that the Descendants had. And I love the contrast of the whole Leftover Crack thing. I love that the first album is Milo Goes to College. I love because it's almost not to be... I hate to be too, like, contradictory, but not like one of those people who's like, well, actually, everyone in punk rock's an anarchist, so if you were a Republican, it's the opposite, and it's actually more punk rock. But I'm kind of saying that here. The fact that, like, they were nerds and yes. cared about education, and they could sing about politics, but not annoyingly. Right. That kind of made and them they, punk rock me, because it was to the me. Opposite they also to they also myself. I related to them because they had songs about like just being uh 
like a a, a grown up like uh fucking I get yeah the parrots yeah parrots why that's about being a kid but like they also had songs like uh coffee mug mm-hmm. like I like that song I like songs like that um fucking uh. The song where he's talking about how I guess my car broke down. I guess I'm walking. Oh, shit I like love that. What's that? Is that bikeage? <laughs> the only fish I need is on the deck of my boat. Is that bikeage? No, bikeage is uh, the the one about uh, sitting there with your mouth full of flame. Eyes glazed. That one, the heroin one. Right. And uh, yeah, same album, first album. But uh, yeah, yeah, that's uh, Milo goes. I have a. Uh, I don't have Milo goes I saw to college. The riot fest. I have. I've never seen the Descendants. I, I, I don't have Milo goes to college, but I do have. I don't want to grow up, which has my favorite That's song, next, Pervert. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that song. Yeah. Yeah, I love exactly. that song, Pervert. Pervert. Totally. Pervert. That I relate to that song so much. See, and that's the thing. When I listen to Bad Religion, I, I really like the first album. I'm not into the later album. And Rude Girl just said in the last one, they, they kind of all sound the same. The drums drive me crazy. They, they drive me crazy. <laughs> da, 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 da. I know Johnny, Party's over. Mr. Party's over there, is loves. fucking spitting in his radio right now. Yeah, he loves Bad but Religion. I like, just, listen, I like Bad Religion, I too. just think Bad Religion, and all I think is... <laughs> At the exact same pace constantly. Just like bass snare, bass snare. <laughs> but the first album's not like that. And then all the other albums I mean, sound completely we're only different. Gonna die is a, we're only gonna die is a great that's song. That's the first album, but that's yes, the first album. I know. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. We're only gonna die is a great song. Johnny I've for example, to that entire... doesn't even really like the first album. A lot that of doesn't make any sense. Have you ever People seen videos? Really like that have you ever stuff? seen videos of them playing so. back in like their late seventies, early eighties? Greg Graffin's up recently. there. Greg Graffin's up there with like a uh, a studded jacket and shit. Oh like that. shit! Yeah, I wouldn't even like, imagine that. Yeah, and it's fucking cool. And you're like, holy shit! This is what bad religion used to be. Uh, oh fuck! I do that like once a week. I also will say that during the pandemic. They did um, like one of those internet only shows, which blow, but it was totally awesome just seeing them. And they're so old and they're real people and they're out there still doing it. I have more respect for them now. I love seeing them like that. I am not one of these people. And I guess it's because I'm a musician. I'm not one of these people that's like, isn't it sad when you see these old rockers? No, motherfucker. What's sad is you sitting your fat ass on that couch. What's badass is Jagger getting his arthritis ass around multiple countries. Sure, he's making money out the ass and always had, but that's what's badass. What's badass is them motherfuckers with their gray hair looking like greasers up there because they're just that old and they're <laughs> rocking and they're kicking ass and they're getting together and they're coming up with logos and lyrics and they're practicing and they love music and they definitely have other lives now they're not a full-time touring band these dudes are probably fucking grandparents and they're sitting there making music for us because they love it and that's what i hope to be doing you're gonna see my gray-haired mohawk my fucking bald ass i don't give a fuck I love music. That is the best thing on this planet outside of my family. And punk rock is next because I love music in general. Go fuck yourself. Wow, God and, uh, yeah. 
I agree. Nah, dude. Like, I, I can't stand. I hate when people say that. I really just think it's like, no, you're sad that you did nothing with your life and you gave up when you were 40. That's why you think it's pathetic when you see Kids Richards coming out. They're like, don't you know it's time to go home? No, motherfucker, because they're still selling shit out. And you know what? When I'm 70, I probably won't be selling shit out, but I'll still get on that fucking little club stage and I'll play my bass like a motherfucker because I love playing the bass. That's why. Yes. And I think that's a nice way to wrap up the Hall of Fame inductee episode. Wouldn't you say? I would. That was a good. That was a good show, man. Okay. We talked about a lot. We did. We did. Like we said, the shows. Smoke rings over here. The shows. You know, we changing. We changing it up a little. We got more like like uh, like the voice bathroom where it's 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 it's, it's a podcast. People want the talking. They can listen to Spotify, their own Spotify if they just want. This is going to be our new platform. We're going to do a lot more talking. Yes. Uh, uh, not platform our uh, our new uh, design our uh, new that closer our new uh, what's the word format yes format yes, yes. that's the word there it is genius alright but yeah guys hope you guys enjoyed the show I had a lot of fun I was flipping out you could ask rude girl Jess who said bye I came home from work mad as motherfucking shit. We got a bunch of comments. Thanks, everybody. Appreciate the shares. We got some love for LCB. Ooh, no cash getting... Comp- oh, shit. People want no cash in the crust category. I mean, shit. You know I mean, what, when you were talking about... You said, new, though, even you said though we something were in about local and... Hopeless drags. And I... Yes, and I... But there's still. I immediately no thought. Cash. I immediately thought of no cash. I knew you weren't gonna yeah. say no cash. No though. cash, though. I mean, I may be wrong. I feel like they're post millennium. They were only fucking like two, three years older than us. So they were post millennium. Hopeless drags at least started in the '90s. But yeah, definitely got to give it up with some love for some locos coming out of uh, the Nazo, as they would put it, Nazareth, Pennsylvania. No cash, and uh, we'll probably get out of here with them in just a second. But before we do, gotta remind you. Come out and see the casualties and uh, the stolen wheelchairs and the rotten stitches this weekend. If you're in the local area, they will be in Philly tomorrow, February 18th at the church. And they will be at QXT's in Newark, New Jersey uh, the day after that, the 19th. It'll be a blast. And, uh, yeah, come see the Parasitics and One-Sided March 26th, a little over a month away in Scranton at a new venue with Rob putting on. And, uh, yeah, hope you guys enjoyed the Hall of Fame episode. I'm telling you, go back into the archives on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and uh, check out the nominees episode, man. It was like three and a half hours. Three and a half hours. It you was can listen a very to long it in parts. episode. You can listen to it in parts. Like we're giving you. We've also decided to go one episode a week, make it longer. Yeah. You can listen to it throughout the week. You can listen to it all in one show. I listen to Joe Rogan all the time. Motherfucker has four and a half hour shows. Blow me. Okay. <laughs> like podcast, get to work. You, you can turn it off. You can listen to it all day. You go back to your car, put it on. We used to read. The only reason why we were splitting it up into multiple episodes was a cheap way for me to double our downloads. Right. Because even if there's only, and there's more, I assure you, even if there's only. 10 downloads that download every week. Well, if we put out two episodes, that 10 is 20. <laughs> so that was the idea. But goddamn, we got okay. up on 600 episodes. Yeah, so it, it was worked. Like so we gotta, we're it well worked. over five, not quite at six. We're almost six years yeah, old. I'm we got the birthday high, party to think about. We're going to hang out a little. We're going to get out of here. I'm pretty high. With some locals. With some locals, got to look up some no cash. I hope I can find it because we're having technical difficulties and I can only get certain songs. I would love to play 
the original demos that we had, and they are available on YouTube, but I don't have the demos in front of me, and I can't play YouTube today. That is one of our technical difficulties, so I can only get a hold of no cash on Spotify, so we have to play the full length. What is cool about this, Stizza, who made it in to the Hall of Fame with Leftover Crack on the Krusty ticket, actually doing the backing vocals on this album right? because these guys were blatantly trying to be Leftover Crack. Yes. And uh, Stizza uh, liked it because they were they were pretty good at it. Right. So, <laughs> so uh, Stizza, I don't know to what other capacity he helped out with this, but I'm pretty sure he did a couple other things as well. But the name of the album is Run Your Pockets, and the name of the band is No Cash. The name of the show is... I'm Andrew Bedlam. He is $4 showing. We are getting the fuck out of here. Catch you guys next time. Here's No Cash Skate. Or die, motherfucker.
over.